Jerry, I kind of dismissed you last week. Put my hands up now, and I'm not saying I'm infallible the way Owen used to say it. Apology accepted. And I was like, there's no fear here. No. Teams don't fear Dublin anymore. Subscribe to the OTBGAA podcast feed wherever you get your podcasts. OTB AM with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition available now. It is Monday mornings, OTB AM. Nathan and Shane with you this morning. Harriet Pryor of the Anfield Rap is with us. How are you, Harriet? Yeah, I'm feeling good this morning. Thank you very much. How are you? It's a different tone than when I asked Daniel Harris how he was about an hour ago. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure it was. Yeah, I think any any one set of fans has come out of that match feeling remotely good yesterday. Uh, Where the hell did that come from? Yeah, I have no idea. No one was expecting that at all. People were going into the game very much talking up Manchester United. And that was from a Liverpool side of things as well. A lot of people expected them to come to Anfield yesterday and continue the really good run of form that they've been on. There was a lot of talk about Rashford and all their players that have been really in form at the moment. And then, yeah, Liverpool managed to, to pull out not just a win, but an emphatic win, 7-0. No, no one was expecting that whatsoever. So, yeah, a lot of very surprised fans in the stadium as the goals were going in and in and in again. So uh, a very fun night to, to be at Anfield and soaking up all the atmosphere. Yeah, what was the feeling around the ground at full time and leaving? Because I thought it was a, an interesting comment one of the pundits made on Sky of, you know, if you win 3-1 or if you grind out a last-minute victory, there's a, a real sense of, you know, we have we have beaten these guys. We have we've actually had to go. We've had to fight for our lives for this. Like it was almost it was too easy for Liverpool at the end. I don't think many fans cared too much about the fact that it, it was too easy. I think that you think back to last season and even the beginning of this season, actually, and when we lost to Manchester United, but the results in particular we got against them last season, that feeling of just pure joy. And I think that's what a lot of fans felt last night. A little bit of disbelief because I think a lot of people genuinely couldn't believe what they were seeing and thought maybe they were they were dreaming for a little bit of that game. But I think because of the context of this season in particular and the fact that it hasn't been going so well, they have struggled with form at times. That's why it felt like such a big let off because it was like, you feel like as fans, you've been kind of working up to this point, you've been going through highs and lows and that felt like a massive high. And I think a lot of fans deserved that as well last night because, you know, that everyone, everyone has had a bit of a, a difficult time following Liverpool at times this season, although recently it's obviously been great. So yeah, I don't, I don't think it mattered too much that there wasn't too much tension in the last 10 minutes. I think some people quite enjoyed that for a change. I did at least. <laughs> there was a, there was almost that feeling as the goals were going in of that Simpsons meme stop. They're already dead. Like, and, and Klopp even waving his finger at the, at the cop after the game. He, he was refusing to do his usual fist pumps. That, that shows how embarrassing a defeat it was for United. It was pity. Even he was you like, no, even, I can't do it, I can't do it. He fist pump. That's what it was, but there was that element, Harriet, that it was almost such a, such a resounding victory that there was a little bit of embarrassment that they'd won by so much. Well, yeah, and I think if you look at Ten Hag's United team, that how quickly he's managed to turn things around, credit to him, because that team has been so impressive all season and he's had this real sense of togetherness within that within that squad. And I think yesterday he would have watched that game as the manager and just and just kind of seen things fall apart. And he, he spoke post-game about not being impressed with it. I think the lack of intensity, the lack of effort, the lack of fight when they went a few goals down, that was what really shocked me. The only time I really thought that they thought to get back into the game was at the very end of the first half after they went 1-0 down and that, in that second half I saw a real lack of fight for them so yeah it was it, it didn't look like a Ten Hag team at all and I'm sure he was very angry and disappointed watching from the touchlines and yeah I think Klopp will always try and be measured after after games in these situations maybe during it he, he um, gets a bit more excited but afterwards he has to 
carry on because it is still only three points and the, the job is still the same and that's getting top four and that, that kind of task continues again next week. I think Mo Salah said he was going to go home and have a chamomile to celebrate becoming the, the top goal scorer. A, a lot of the focus is understandably going to be on Manchester United and the lack of professionalism that they've been accused of showing in the second half. There are questions about Liverpool and where this has been and what happened yesterday that they were able to look like the Liverpool of old, even though the Liverpool of old is only you know uh, nine months ago, a season ago, where that intensity was because they were winning every breaking ball in that second half. I thought Alexander Arnold and Robertson, that was the Alexander and Robertson of the last four or five years. We, we haven't seen Trent Alexander Arnold play those crossfield balls. Now, maybe it's tactically teams have copped onto it. But he didn't seem to have the confidence to play them either. He's playing them off his right and left foot yesterday and opening up the space. We saw Fabinho was at it. Like Harvey Elliott suddenly looked like a Liverpool midfielder when he's looked like looked like a little boy playing in a Liverpool midfield anytime he's been in there before. And obviously the front three, it all clicked. So is there a possibility this was a one-off that they met the right opposition at the right time who mentally weren't there and actually when they do play Bournemouth who will be resolute, who will be happy with a point, who will grind it out that actually that might tell us a bit more about where Liverpool are. I think a few of the things you've mentioned there may be a slightly unfair. I think Harvey Elliott, for me, is a really impressive player and always comes in and tries to impose himself. But I do obviously agree that yesterday I thought he was phenomenal. There was a real step up in that performance. But I think there's not been, it's not been for want of trying this season. There has been a definite physical and mental fatigue. There has been a lack of confidence. I mean, you mentioned there Robertson and Trent playing those balls to each other. Those things only start to happen when you can see that Liverpool are playing with real confidence. And that's what I think you saw yesterday. And, and there's been other games this season. The Everton won a couple of weeks ago. Manchester City earlier in the season as well, where Liverpool have really turned up. Bournemouth 9-0. And they need to make sure that they take that and go on a bit of run of consistency and build from there and you're right, make sure that this isn't a, a one-off situation. But for me yesterday, what you saw was everything kind of click in a way that it hasn't seemed to so well at times this season. The front three really linking up well and Gakpo's relatively new. Nunes is still adjusting. They seem to just finally be clicking and finding that understanding. The midfield finally looked like functional and, and like it had legs again. And I think they've struggled for that this season. The defence looks solid. Having Konate back in alongside Van Dijk has really helped. So there's a few things that have changed. And I think sometimes it only takes a player coming back from injury. Maybe it's Konate in this case coming back in to have a really big impact on the rest of the team. And hopefully they can take that and move forward with a load of confidence that they'll get from that, that result as well. People were quite quick to criticise Darwin Nunez and Cody Gakpo as, as signings that, that weren't working quickly enough for Jurgen Klopp and Liverpool. But, I mean, Gakpo especially, the, some of his finishes, that second goal, the little chip over the hair, um, was just sensational. He, he's, he's clearly a player that knows how to find the back of the net. So these two signings all of a sudden look amazing. Yeah, it's difficult. It's been difficult for him to come into a team that's struggling for form. It's always more difficult than, for example, Diaz last season, who's coming into a team that's absolutely flying. I mean, Gakpo had no time to settle. He was being thrown in straight from the start and in a position that he wasn't familiar with, I'll add as well, because he usually plays on the left and he's been playing through the middle. And so, you know, people were surprised that maybe in two, three games that things weren't, he didn't look incredible and like he'd always been in that Liverpool side. And now look, after only a couple of months, he looks so settled, so calm, looks like he's got that aggression. And I think that's what maybe he was missing a little bit. From He needs that bit of side of aggression to play in the Premier League. He's adjusting to the pace really well. 
So definitely looks like a, a really good signing. And and to be honest, I never I never doubted that Darwin Nunes would kind of come good if I, if you want to put it like that, because you always saw those signs of promise in the early days, even if it was off the ball and his movement and how he was pressing and not particularly finding the back of the net because he was missing big chances. And, and now he's doing all of those things that he was doing off the ball and finding the back of the net as well and putting those chances away. So definitely, I think you saw yesterday a glimpse of what the Liverpool of the future could look like and there will ne- still need to be a bit of reinvestment and a bit of a rebuild particularly in midfield but it's not a million miles away I think that w- is what a lot of fans will take from yesterday that there's not too much that ne- still needs to be done and this de- team on its day can still beat some of the best teams in the world Is there is there a, a regret though that that investment is coming a little bit too late for that <clears throat> midfield because when you look at the intensity that they played with and Fabinho and Henderson had some of their better games of the season. If they had, maybe Bellingham wasn't possible, and maybe Mason Mount comes in and he gives them that energy that they want, but it does feel like a bit of a lost season, that if they made the right signings, if they had the energy in midfield, that they could have played with the intensity, that brings the best out of Salah. Like There's no question when Liverpool are added in midfield, when they're winning the ball high up the pitch, that suits Salah very well. And that they, maybe nobody could have predicted, maybe none of the sports signs suggested Fabinho was going to, face this cliff edge that it feels like he's faced this season and that Henderson would have a dip at the same time and that Thiago will continue to be as injury prone as he was but it does feel when you look at that performance that this season has been a bit of a lost season for Liverpool Well I think you touched on it there the fact that all these things kind of happen at the same time with key players no one could ever have predicted and it was always going to be a bit of a balancing act but look this is a side that we've, we've mentioned it so many times almost won everything last season, won two trophies, got to the final day of the Premier League into the Champions League final. So could anyone have expected that there would be such a downturn in form like there was in the first part of the season? Absolutely not. So it's easy to say now with hindsight, obviously. And, and yes, a lot of people thought there should have been new midfielders brought in in the summer. And, and that was you know a mistake. And the manager accepted that himself, that they should have brought someone in a bit sooner. And they brought in Artemelo on a bit of a panic buy on, on, on loan. So... Definitely a sense of regret, but also I don't think I don't think you could have predicted that some of the things that have happened this season have with with key players informed to them, like you mentioned. So it's it, it doesn't feel like a lost season, and I, and I don't know quite why at the moment, but it does feel like we needed to have a season in transition. And if we're coming out the back end of that, kind of finding that and finding that form again, and seeming to to go on that push for top four, and if we finish in top four in particular, I don't think it will be a wasted season because it will just be one in transition, hopefully building. To, to better things for next year. Jurgen Klopp confirming after the game, Harriet, that, that uh, Roberto Firmino will be leaving as a free agent this summer. And I mean, judging by the by the scenes on the TV, it seemed like the biggest cheer of the, of the evening when uh, when he got that final goal. It seemed like a, a really special moment for him and for, for all the Liverpool fans, I suppose. Yeah, it was perfect for him to be able to come on and then to be able to score, just put the cherry on top of the cake. He's such a popular figure at, at Liverpool. He's someone that you can really buy into. He's someone that all the fans want to be friends with, everyone can get on board with. And he's given us so many special moments throughout the years. And he he's also a player that's been there since the very start of Jurgen Klopp. And there's only a couple of them left now. And so he has that rare insight of, of knowing what it's like to go through that whole journey with the manager. And we've seen that journey really unfold and, and see how he's progressed as well because I think you know we've seen the rise of his career and seen him win it all and, and it's sad because we're losing another key part of that classic front three Mane went last summer and now yeah Firmino is, is going to go it looks like this summer and that's 
obviously really sad and a, a, for sentimental reason, a lot of fans will want to keep him around and, and hold on to that. But maybe it is the right time for him to go. And if he feels that that is what's best for him at the moment, then no one can begrudge that. And we can all look back at his time at Liverpool with really happy memories. And hopefully he gets to share a few more of those with the fans this season because he had got another one last night to share with all of us. And he was absolutely delighted. And so were the fans. And I'd love a few more of those before he goes. Well, Wednesday week, Bernabeu. All of a sudden, 5-2. Doesn't look like a massive task, does it? Oh, we were all saying this last night. Oh, well, if we can if we can get seven goals against United, then maybe, just maybe. But I think, yeah, it's still obviously going to be the, the toughest game that we'll probably face this season going to the Bernabeu. We saw how quickly Real Madrid can and break you in minutes when they came to Anfield. But it definitely will give them a sense of confidence and belief. Like, look how many goals you scored in the period of 45 minutes. If you just get one early one against Madrid, then anything can happen. And I think a lot of fans will probably be feeling that way as well after last night. Yeah, if it was at Anfield, the second leg, I think the talk would be that this is most definitely doable, particularly what happened Absolutely. against Barcelona in the in the semi-final. And look, the way momentum works with Liverpool, who knows? You get one goal, you've got plenty of time to get a couple more back. No way goals anymore. So none of that matters. Uh, Mo Salah, we cannot finish up without mentioning him. He's now Liverpool's all-time leading scorer in the Premier League era, of course. Uh, Ian Rush is like, uh, remember me, guys? Remember me? Remember me back here? Uh, remember some of these things that I did once upon a time? Didn't happen, Ian. Didn't happen. Uh, yesterday, he was at his very, very best and the question as to what's a great season is probably one. He set the bar so high that he hasn't quite reached it uh, this year. But yesterday, we saw what he is still capable of both with his finishing and the volley like right footed smashing it in and it was a volley also, wasn't it yeah great that volley one was a, that one was a, it was a nice volley yeah, yeah. Uh, but I think the pass as well the speed that he was able to turn Lissandro Martinez inside out but then how quickly he was able to spot that Martinez had fallen over and pick out the pass for Cody Gakpo was probably the best passage of, of the entire game like Salah he still has this and as Liverpool do that rebuild there was people questioning, like, should he have signed that new contract just a couple of weeks ago? His his form, if you're watching him every game, every minute this season, is it that far off where it's been in previous years? Look, you're talking about a player that's just scored over 20, uh, 20 goals in, in all comms for the, another consecutive season since he's been at Liverpool. So I, I'm never going to be one that's going to talk him down and say that he shouldn't have stuck around and signed that contract. Imagine if if we'd have let him go, because by the way, fans were waiting for that contract renewal to happen for months and months and months before it did. And there was a lot of anger around the fact that he hadn't signed yet. So imagine if we'd have let Mo Salah go. And he keeps proving, like you mentioned, why... He deserves to be around and deserves to be considered one of the very best because he just pops up in these moments with with sheer brilliance, with sheer just desire to win the ball, to score the goal. And I think you see when he does break that record and he, he celebrates in the manner that he does how much it means to him because he's often a very calm figure, Salah. You don't, you don't really see much off the pitch. Maybe he doesn't do too many interviews. You don't really see him talking in that passionate sense too often. But then in those moments where... You can tell it just means everything to him. He really shares that with the fans and he allows people an insight into how much he, he just loves playing for Liverpool and he loves this football club. And I think you saw that again. And he's definitely a part of the rebuild for me. And I know he is getting to the latter age of his career now, but if you are bringing in new forwards, who better to learn from than Mo Salah? He's, he's one of the, the very best that's played for this football club, I think, and will be considered that way for years to come. All right, Harriet, enjoy the day. Thank you very much. I'm sure I will. OCB AM with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition available now.